nor'easters are not uncommon in the Maritimes. I mean, like, not at all. They are a massive extratropical cyclone that originates in the western North Atlantic Ocean. But what does the term nor'easter even mean? Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, brought to you by the Royal Canadian Mint. Find the new painted dime featuring blue nose in your change. Okay, before we get started, the name is a direct reference to the direction of the winds that blow in from anyone? You guessed it, the Northeast. And a pretty decent nor'easter lashed parts of the Maritimes from October 22nd through the 25th of 2014 on this day in weather history. Interesting though, and you know me, I am not one to bring politics or religion into this podcast, but in my research today, I found that one of the earliest uses of the term nor'easter, that's right, the term nor'easter is actually recorded in the Bible. Look it up, it's in the book of Acts. It's the author Luke. He refers to a storm in the Mediterranean as a northeaster. As far as I'm concerned, that's close enough for me. It was said in the Bible. (laughs) Anyway, areas that are the most susceptible to these weather systems are generally impacted multiple times each winter. So nor'easters do not normally last four days. However, this one did, and that's why we are looking back on its opening day today on this podcast. These monsters normally start up as an area of low pressure that typically spins within 100 miles or 160 kilometers of the shoreline between North Carolina and Massachusetts. Now, the thing that makes the nor'easter extra special is that it is very similar to extratropical storms. Those are the uh, tropical storms or hurricanes that have petered out insofar as the amount of precipitation that they uh, let out. But they are not tropical. Nor'easters are cold core, low pressure systems that actually have the same pattern as an extratropical cyclone. And that's basically what I just described as thriving on drastic changes in the temperature of colder Canadian air and warm mid-South Atlantic waters. Where tropical cyclones are warm core, low pressure systems, and we know from all the episodes of this podcast dedicated to hurricanes, they feed upon purely warm temperatures and conditions. And I use the term precip for a reason, because it can be both heavy rain or very heavy snow, these nor'easters, while also bringing hurricane force winds and or blizzard conditions. You're listening to This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada, reminding you to check your change for the new painted dime featuring Blue Nose from the Royal Canadian Mint. So what happened back in 2014 with this four-day event? Hmm, everything, really. The heaviest downpours were between 100 and 160 millimeters in the Canadian Maritimes. As a result, flooding occurred in low-lying areas, causing motorists to hydroplane and spin out. Some of the greatest rainfalls over the four days were recorded at Gramanan, 162 millimeters, Yarmouth, 109 millimeters, and Baccarat Point, 137 millimeters. Now, you take the heavy rain and pair that with high winds and you have yourself a good old-fashioned pummeling of southeastern New Brunswick. Peak winds were reported at Cape Sable Island, clocking in at just under 190 kilometers per hour. So why is it so powerful? How do these systems spin up into such a supercyclonic spin? Think about what I said earlier, referring to where they form, the mid-Atlantic. Now, couple that with the fact that nor'easters tend to develop most often and most powerfully between the months of October and April. 
These systems feed on converging air masses, cold polar air mass moving in from the north because winter's next and the warmer air over the water that is still coming up from the south that had been the summer. The Earth's tilt is moving the northern hemisphere back and away from the sun. So this is the season known as fall where this happens. But in the winter, when warm, moist air masses from the Gulf cause a sharper shock to the system, nor'easters are therefore more severe here because the gradients or the differences in temperature between these air masses is even greater. But again, seldom will they last for four days, just pummeling away at one area on the map. It did on this day, though, also known as this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October the 23rd. We have ourselves another story where records are being smashed. We're going to focus in on Hurricane Patricia, the strongest hurricane on record in the Western Hemisphere. That story is tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May, and brought to you by the Royal Canadian Mint. Find the new painted dime featuring Blue Nose in your change. See you tomorrow.